0: That's BlueNile.com.
1: Welcome to A Word with Tom Merritt. I am Tom Merritt. And as longtime listeners know, uh, this is the show where I get the pleasure and privilege of sitting down with some of the most smartest, interesting people in the world to compare how we think. Uh, the premise is to just pick a word and start talking. that's that's how I enjoyed having conversations with my grandma Roxy in her front room. my grandpa Carl in her front room. I got lots of different ways of looking at the world from them, had great conversations and it was all leading me to this moment right now. Welcome into the front room Gary Fisher. Hey there. You have been somebody who has supported the shows that I do, uh, in many ways and been, been in our collective community, uh, for years and years and years. But I first met you when you were working in the IT industry, uh, and you were, you're part of a company that was sponsoring a show I did on Twitter.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So well, basically, um, I started off, I was not ready for higher education out of, out of high school. So I flunked out of two four year schools in a row. And my dad worked at Hughes Aircraft Company. And so he helped me get a job there. And, uh, um, I figured I'll work here for a couple of years, figure out what I want to do. And I was there for 24 years and I didn't have one job there. I, uh, I worked in various test labs. I eventually, uh, I think at the age of 38, I finally got a, four-year degree in computer science, and so then I switched over to being a uh, Unix administrator on the the division's mainframe, um, and then Hughes was on the way out. Uh, it had been sold to GM, and GM was about to uh, break it up for parts and sell it, so I found a job at uh, another company, Lanitronics, and I did tech support for them for, uh, I think it was 22 years. And then I, I didn't realize you there. worked
1: Lantronics that long. That's that's amazing.
0: And I was after about two years, I was like a senior tech support engineer and we had fairly high turnover. So after that I was the senior tech support engineer. Mm-hmm. And then when I got done with that, uh needed to supplement our retirement income, so I worked at Disneyland for six years.
1: <laughs> uh doing doing a different kind of support. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What what was Landtronic?s How would you describe that for folks?
0: When I was working for them, they were a uh, networking hardware manufacturer. They made uh, uh, they started off. Uh, do you remember terminal servers? Yeah, yeah. They went into competition with DEC, uh, uh, selling terminal servers using the basically the same uh, command line interface that DEC used, and uh, but for less money and with more features. Mm. And uh, over time, uh, we basically – when I was working there, uh, the idea was we would provide hardware for you to plug something into a network that was never designed to be plugged into a network. So if it had a serial port uh, or eventually if it had a USB port, uh, you you could plug almost anything into a network as long as it had some kind of a command line interface and uh, and communicate with it.
1: Yeah, that was cool.
0: And about the time I left, they were in the process of trying to – uh convert over into a services based company and I haven't really been keeping track of what they're doing yeah, since yeah. I left. So,
1: well, suffice to say, you, you've had a lot of different experience, uh, you know, and 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 kicked around in, in a lot of different industries. And I thought it was interesting that uh, you you reached out to me and we we had talked about doing a, a word, uh, but but you consistently said, "I know what my word is." Uh, and when and when you finally told me uh, what you wanted to do, I was glad because they, this is a word that has been sort of important for me uh, for my entire life too. Uh, why did you pick the word empathy?
0: it's uh it's something i've struggled with my entire life i in my 20s uh i had basically no empathy Mm. you know i knew what i knew uh i had researched everything and i had my opinions and they were correct and if you didn't agree with me you were an idiot or a bigot Mm. or and uh about the time i was 27 Uh, this was in the seventies and there was this thing called Est,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: uh, Werner Earhart. It's still around. I think it's called the forum and a bunch of my friends had done what they called the S training. And so I did, I did the S training and it really turned my view around. Um, and it wasn't like there was a switch that flipped. It took uh, a long time to kind of put together the philosophy that I, you know, I'm trying to live by now. And it's a struggle. I mean, there there are people I see talking on TV, and uh, my first response is, "Ah, what an idiot!" You know, empathy. A lot of people hear empathy and they're thinking, "Oh, that's uh, that's agreeing with somebody, or or forgiving them, or uh, you know, something like that." And empathy is is just trying to put yourself into the other person's shoes, not necessarily agreeing with them, but just trying to figure out how they got to where they got. I don't, it wasn't my first reaction when, uh when the first plane went into uh the world trade center, but then when the second one went in and I, uh I realized that this was a terrorist attack, it was, it was, you know, my second or third thought that what, ha, what have these people been through in their lives that made them think that this was, not only a good idea, but the best idea.
1: Yeah, no, that, that is a really interesting example of, of empathy because I think a lot of people understand empathy to mean what you said, which is putting myself in someone else's shoes, you know, understanding right. where they came from. And a lot of people say that they would like to be empathetic or, or that they are empathetic, like, well, I'm, I'm empathetic. Uh, but it's it, the real test of having empathy is to be able to have empathy for someone whom you have every justification in, in not wanting to have anything to do with, and that what the example you're bringing up is, is one of many, of course, but, but is one of those where even the suggestion that you should have empathy for someone uh, who killed thousands of people uh, is, is repugnant to folks. But do you think it's important to have empathy even in that kind of situation?
0: I, I, I think it's really important because we're all human beings and it's, you know, there but for the grace of God go I kind of thing. Mm-hmm. If I had been born in the Middle East and had come under the thrall of the people, uh, Osama bin Laden or whoever, um, you know, it, it's possible I might wind up, wind up flying a plane into a, into a building. And uh, it, uh, it's I- a really tough yeah, go ahead.
1: No, I was just going to say I I have I, I have I've heard from multiple people the phrase I have empathy but not sympathy. Have you ever heard that before?
0: Uh, yeah, I've heard that, and uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much true because I have no sympathy for these people at all. Yeah,
1: right. You you don't um, feel bad for them. Uh, but but you but empathy means you're trying to understand them. You're trying to understand,
0: and one one of the things that I've noticed that a lot of people who do things like like this, whether it's a school shooter or, um, um, you know, somebody, a member of a white supremacist militia or whatever, they have certainty and certainty scares the heck out of me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because, uh, if you're certain about something, you won't stop. And, uh, I try to constantly be testing my beliefs. I mean, before we started recording, I was saying uh, you you don't like to read the op eds uh I do because I like to get a lot of different opinions and uh and then sort of test them against my own. you know everybody has their own way of doing things
1: yeah sure and 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 I think. Being able to, uh, to understand that you are not correct, uh, is important. I I like the way Andrew Heaton puts it. I can't remember exactly how he puts it, but it's, uh, something along the lines of he understands that a big percentage of what he believes is right is not. He doesn't know what the percentage is, uh, but he knows that a lot of it is not right. Uh, and so when he runs into somebody who has a different opinion than him, uh, he uses it as an opportunity to uh, see if he can reduce that percentage and, and be like, oh, maybe I was wrong about that.
0: Yeah, I love Andrew. And I hope to meet him someday. I hope, I'm hoping he'll come to Vegas. But uh, uh, I disagree with about 80 percent of what he says, but I love the way he says it. If, if you follow me,
1: sure, sure. Um, you, you you, I. When you talk about the op ed pages, uh, we you, Gary's telling it a little out of context to listeners here, but we were uh, referring to an article I had written for my newsletter uh, about the news diet, and I said steer clear of the op ed pages, uh, and. When I say that, it's not because I'm saying steer clear of other opinions than your own, because that would be putting you in a bubble. It's that the op-ed pages on news sites generally aren't meant to expose you to uh, serious alternate opinions. They are meant to enrage you. Uh, And it's been shown that a lot of people who read those kinds of of articles tend to – actually have the opposite effect of what you're saying you want to have, which is to test your own beliefs. Instead, it tends to uh, make your beliefs more rigid. Um, And so, you know, I'm not saying you should stop. (laughs) I'm not judging, you know, like it's fine. Uh, I don't think it's the end of the world. But the reason that I don't do it is because I can get my opinions tested in lots of other ways. Uh, than, the, than the op-ed pages. But I I, I say that only to go uh, to, the, to the lengths of explaining that I agree with you that it is important to test your opinions. And I think that is a, a key part of empathy is to be open to the fact that you are wrong about things, to be open to understanding, well, I would never do it this way, but maybe someone else would think it this way. The, the, right. the more certain you are, to get back to what you were saying uh, earlier, the less you can have empathy because that person who is certain they are right and certain that what they are about to do is the right thing would never have empathy for anybody who tells them it's wrong.
0: Right. And I'm, I'm in the process of, uh, uh, binging the handmaid's tale right now. And the people in Gilead, uh, especially the commanders and the wives and the, the aunts are, are certain that they're right. You know, and, uh, it uh, it allows them to uh, to treat people that don't agree with them as subhuman, which is
1: what's really interesting. Uh, and I don't know if this is a spoiler. <laughs> I, I don't think it is, but uh, as as you as you are shown that world in, in in the TV telling, this is not in the Margaret Atwood book. Uh, you are shown some of the hypo- hypocrisy involved, where they aren't actually as certain as they appear to be. But I think that's that's a and it's fictional but but it 's a demonstration of the appearance of certainty you know the devotion to appearing mm-hmm. certain uh is almost the same as being certain right even even if you don't know if you're right as long as you act like you know what you're right you're right then it's it has the same effect
0: well i that there's a phenomenon i've seen too uh where if if you're having doubts, you might double down on uh on the thing that you're having doubts about. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for, for instance, there have been many, many occasions where somebody who was uh, vehemently uh, against homosexuality would be found to, you know, be going and having homosexual relationships with, uh, with people. And, 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 the the reason they were being so vehement is that you know that they were having these urges and uh, they they considered them to be bad. Yeah, I'm not sure where I'm going with this, but no, uh, it's a
1: psychological <laughs> principle, right? To be like I I am I am embarrassed or don't want to admit a thing about me, and so when I see it in others, I get angry. Uh, yeah. Because I don't want to be confronted with it. And I'm, I'm upset with myself for having this quality. Uh, it, it, it can be anything though. It, it can be, right. you know, you, you, uh, you can't stop yourself from eating chocolate cake at night. And so, you you know, you walk through a bakery and you see someone eating chocolate cake and you're like, oh, what a glutton. What, a, how, what, a, what, a, how this person can't control themselves eating that chocolate cake when you know secretly you're the one that has the problem. Uh, and so you're, you're, you're lashing out against, your, your own guilt, right? Your own self guilt. Uh, it can, chocolate cake is a, a much less harmful example of that. Although, you know, you can put on the pounds and eventually, you know, deteriorate your health, but, but it's the same principle, right? It's the thing that you don't like about yourself and wish weren't true, whether it should be, you know, that you don't like it or not. If you, if you don't, then you're going to lash out at it in, in others. Uh, it explains a lot of anger. If you want to have some empathy for people you see online, where you're like, why is this idiot so angry about this? Why why mm-hmm. is this person so outraged? Uh, one explanation could be that it is something they don't like about themselves.
0: Well, in, in my experience, uh, anger quite often maybe always comes from fear. Mm-hmm. And as the uh, as as the great philosopher Yoda said, fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate,
1: hate leads to suffering. And uh, um, yeah, but Darth Vader said, "Let the hate throw flow through you." Or maybe it was the Emperor who said that because you know, um, it gives you strength and power. So they, there's always another side, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, but look what happened to the Emperor. You know, he he, he yeah, didn't look too good. It was when, not uh, a great
1: end. I'll give no. you that. Yeah.
0: One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. Yeah, so that, that's, that's one of the things I've noticed is a lot of times the, the hate comes from fear. So as you've probably guessed, I, my politics tend to be more progressive or liberal. And so, you know, I have my fears, you know, right now I have a fear that uh, democracy might be ending in this country.
1: That is something that both parties have tried to foster to fire up uh, their, their base because uh, fear uh, is a good motivator to get people yes. to do what you want them to do. If you can make them afraid of something, they will act. And so that's that's not uh, particular to one party. Uh, both parties are no. are telling their 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 supporters uh, that if you don't support us now, even if you don't agree with everything we do, but if you don't support us, uh, the all of civilization will fall apart.
0: Well, and uh, yeah, I've seen uh, polls were, you know, like 75%, of, I don't know if it's that high, but 75% of the people in the country think the country is going in the wrong direction. Mm. And that was, I can't we get back to the
1: seventies prob- when people did. Oh wait, they thought that back in the seventies right. too. No, they? well,
0: <laughs> I, I was a Vietnam war protester. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: people weren't so, too uh, happy with Nixon.
0: As I recall, uh, maybe my, I- or John or Johnson. <laughs> yeah. They, um, either one. So, yeah. uh, um, yeah I nearly wrecked my car when I heard on the news that he had decided he wasn't going to run for president because I was so happy mm. um but then we had nineteen sixty eight and wasn't that fun uh before your time I know <laughs> just a
1: couple of years but i, I know all about it
0: <laughs> yeah so yeah i I'm not any kind of an expert on empathy uh there's uh there's a podcast I like to listen to david mcraney you're uh you are not so smart mm mm-hmm. And he talks a lot about some of the uh the ways how how do I put this uh, that uh, that your thinking can can go awry mm-hmm. and uh and and the fact that uh, you know there's motivated reasoning where instead of you know looking at the facts. And then, you know, coming at, coming to a conclusion, you start with a conclusion, and then you go looking for facts that support it. Yeah, that's typical. Facts that, that's
1: that humans do that all the time.
0: Yeah. Well, oh, that's – I mean, yeah. Yeah. And I do that. It's Everybody natural. Does
1: that. It's natural for yeah. people to do that. Absolutely. And so
0: you have to watch
1: yourself. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, what really bothers me, though, is that – People who are now calling themselves conservatives, they're not the the kind of conservatives I grew up with, but the people who are calling themselves conservatives think anybody that thinks like me is a communist or a socialist uh, who is determined to destroy this country. And uh, and going back to the 75% that thinks the country is going in the wrong direction, well, 35% think it for one reason and 35% think it for the other reason. Um, and that leaves five percent. But
1: <laughs> do you think you could be empathetic enough to understand why they think they're right about that? That's uh,
0: I, that's what I try to do.
1: Because I, yeah. I, 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 uh, when you say they, I th- I think it's important to point out that uh, when you say they, we... are you talking about an actual person? Or Are you talking about they? Like I hear that, or I see it on social media, or I hear that people say that because. I think there's another human psychological uh, process at work, which is we tend to generalize three things as being everything, Uh, And so if you see three random people that are totally unrepresentative of of human population say the same thing, and those three people might even be bots, they might not even be actual people, it will make your brain, it will make my brain think a lot of people are saying that, or everybody thinks, or the people who call themselves X think,
0: even though they don't. And that's that's the problem, because – or one of the problems is that I see – a very noisy minority, you know, running around in, in combat fatigues and uh, and shooting their guns and getting ready for the U.S. to come and take their guns away. And I think, okay, that's the entire uh, right side of the spectrum. And it's not. I know it's not. Yeah. I, I, and also, uh, where
1: are you seeing them?
0: Oh, well, on the news, of course. On TV yeah, news? Yeah. On TV news,
1: yes. You're not, are you seeing them outside your front door? Are you seeing them at the grocery store? Are you seeing them, you know, in real life anywhere? Probably not. Well, I live not. in
0: Southern California, so you know you don't see a whole lot of people. Uh, packing sure, in, in yeah, Southern fair California.
1: enough. But like, even when I've gone back to Illinois, uh, I I haven't seen people do that in real life. It's right. it's that trick, uh, and we're we're talking less about empathy and 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 more about just maintaining your own brain, I guess. But but it's that trick of 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 understanding that ah my brain is if I see video on television, my brain is going to think that's common, you know, and that's again, perfectly natural.
0: Well, and, and, uh, those on the other side, uh, they saw the black lives matter protests and a few people in black lives matter protests were breaking windows. And, uh, uh, there was one guy that was shining lasers into the police eyes, police's eyes. And yeah, those people should be arrested and thrown in jail, but they weren't the, the whole, uh, Crowd. So uh, also, there's uh, not another side.
1: That's a that's another uh, rhetorical device that has been created yeah, a huge uh, in order to to manipulate us uh, and to to kind of force us to think. Well, you got to be on one side or the other. And if you're not on my side, you're on the other side, uh, which which is all a way to motivate you to give your money. Uh, that right. in, in my opinion, uh, so so you got to be wary of that too. To to kind of get to the empathy point. Uh, can you, you see ama- how I'm
0: struggling with this? Yeah, yeah no,
1: I know it's, yeah. and it's natural, right? Like right. it's, it's not like, you know, I'm saying, Oh, look, look how, you know, stupid you're being. It's, it's, it's no like, yeah, I struggle with this too. We all struggle with that. I think that's the important part is to realize like, Oh no, the way you're feeling when you see these things is natural. It's, it's, it's what it's meant to do. Being aware that that's being done to you, I think is what's important. Um, what what I would get to with empathy though is, can you imagine a scenario where you change your beliefs so much that you aren't on your quote unquote side? Or does that just um, is that just something where you're like that could never happen? Because if you if you were out there saying hey hey LBJ back in the day like you you've been you've been on the same general you know side of things for quite a long time.
0: Well. Kind of. I, I was pretty libertarian in my twenties. I got a lot of my politics from Robert Heinlein, and he okay, wanted right. to have a, yeah, yeah. Um, a libertarian point of view. And for a while there, if it hadn't been for the religious right, I would have registered Republican. Ah, but, okay, uh, okay. Uh, because, uh, and I, I, you know, I still believe in uh, you know financial stability and and all the stuff that Republicans claim to believe in. So yeah, I can I can see. I I don't know what the answer I think the answer is what we're doing here I mean this is what I used to do this is what I used to do uh my my dad when when we had dinner there there were four kids I'm the oldest and he he built literally built himself this big round uh dinner table with a lazy susan in the middle Mm -hmm. and during dinner uh, you, you, you know, you would have discussions with your grandma Roxy yeah, and, yeah. and all that. Uh, during dinner, that's when we would have our discussions and we would talk about, uh, you know, we, my, my baby sister was there. Uh, so, you know, we'd, we'd have to keep it, uh, age appropriate, but we'd talk about almost anything. And, um, as I said, I was a Vietnam War pro, protester. He's from the greatest generation. Uh-huh. And your country calls you, you go. And, uh, um, for a while there, we, we just, didn't talk after I moved out of the house. But uh, when I think I was in my forties, he pulled me aside at Thanksgiving and he said, you know, I just read a book on the Pentagon papers. And he said, you were right. We didn't belong <laughs> over there. Uh, but yeah. so I think he, he, He's
1: an example of, 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 you know, being willing to admit and be open uh, to being wrong. Can you imagine yourself? Somehow it's seeing something and going, "You know what? yeah I was on the wrong side for a while there
0: oh as i say i've I've done it once or twice, mm-hmm. and uh, I can't imagine myself ever becoming extremely right wing. You know, I might move a little bit more towards the center, you know, center left than than where yeah. I am now. It's a trick I mean, question, I, that, that though, that because like-
1: it, you know it's it, it's super broad. Uh, there there are principles that I think everyone has that you 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 don't lack empathy to say well i would never abandon this principle i uh, you know the easy one is like i i think murder is wrong and i don't right. have so much empathy that i i could see myself someday sanctioning uh murder but then you can start to get into the gray edges and be like well but what about corporal punishment you know what or about self defense yeah what about what about uh you know uh, the death penalty what about self defense with, with right. those kinds of things uh that's where it gets more interesting but but yeah, it it's again it's not hard not hard hard isn't the right word. It's it's not that empathy uh is changing your mind. It's right. empathy is being open to understanding someone else. Uh changing your mind is a separate thing, right? You might you might have so much empathy for someone that you see their point of view and it changes your mind, but I don't think that's the point of empathy, do you?
0: No, I think the point of empathy is to, it's mostly to realize, somebody said something once, it might have been a, a, an S trainer, that everybody's doing the best they can with the resources they have available. Mm-hmm. And I forget that all the time. So if I'm driving down the street and some idiot, you know, cuts me off, yeah, you know, I, I just called him an idiot. Now, yeah. you know, he, he probably wasn't an idiot. Yeah. And, and what I tell my wife is, you know, we, we all – we're all the idiots sometimes. So I try to remember that, you know, I have cut people off by accident. So, uh,
1: well, yeah, there's that, there's that old saying, like, if everyone around you is a jerk, you might be the jerk. <laughs>
0: like oh, yeah, if you get up, if, if you get up in the morning and you run across a jerk, but then the rest of the day is pretty, okay. You ran into a jerk, but if you get up in the morning and everybody you talk to is a jerk, then yeah, you're the jerk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and there, there's another word that gets used in that, but
1: yeah i was I was modifying it, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, I think there's there's something to that, and I try to keep this in mind, and I'm not always good at it, that if I'm talking to someone and I'm getting very angry about our difference in opinion, yes. it may be because I'm wrong, <laughs> well, that's it, and <laughs> right. uh and and trying to.
0: Uh, trying to always have in the back of your mind that maybe I'm wrong. Brian Brushwood has talked about this a little bit, and uh, I, I don't remember the whole thing. But uh, you know, he was talking about uh, having a discussion with somebody you don't agree with, and you know, maybe looking at him and says, "You know, I used to believe that exact same thing," mm-hmm. and I really want to talk to you about it, but I, I need to go do something else, and I'll be back in ten minutes his point on that is, is that allows the other person to maybe start thinking about what they're thinking about. And then, and then he comes back and he actually has a genuine conversation with them and listens more than he talks. This is a problem I have is I talk Hmm. and I'm, I have to watch myself because instead of listening to the person, I'll be thinking about the next thing I'm going to say. And uh, I mean, that's universal. I think Uh, there are people a lot better at, uh, at, Having conversations than I am, but uh, you know we're doing okay,
1: yeah, yeah, no, I think we I think we've done really really well uh before we get to the this or that uh, section of, of the show is is there anything else you want to touch on?
0: Well, I heard a recording I think it was from i I'm behind on the the new Star Trek stuff, but uh, Captain Picard was on trial for uh, helping out uh some uh, some Romulans, right. And somebody on the panel said, "He said there were lives at stake." And somebody says Romulan lives, and he says lives, and this is what this this is what I aspire to. Yeah, and I suck at it, but this is what I aspire to.
1: We all we all do, right? But uh, it's a, it's a, what's important is is making the effort. I think.
0: Well, and you have to learn to forgive yourself too, which yeah. is another thing that, that I suck at. So.
1: <laughs> as long as you're trying. That's what, yep. that's what matters. Um all right, let's uh let's get to the word game uh part of the show. Uh I, I believe you're familiar, but for anybody listening uh who is not this or that, I, I'll give Gary a pair of words or phrases uh and ask ask him to choose one and, and tell me why. Uh, are you ready? I am ready. The first one is just my uh very bad attempt to make a pun on the fact that you worked at Landtronics, Lan or Wan?
0: well WAN never really happened the way they expected it so LAN,
1: so LAN because it actually worked
0: <laughs> yeah i mean yeah. WAN turned out to be the internet
1: yeah isn't that funny like i guess it did work <laughs> in a way uh because you the got internet. vpns yeah vpns yeah. those are
0: sort of WANs. all
1: right uh keeping with the theme of of your previous employment uh disneyland or california adventure
0: Oh, Disneyland 100%. Yeah, why? Just dis- just dis- Disneyland, not not Magic Kingdom, although I've never been there.
1: No, I'm I'm uh, only talking LA. Yeah, when I say yeah. Disneyland. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, why? Cuz I grew up about maybe 2 miles from Disneyland. No kidding. When when we heard when we heard the fireworks go off, we knew it was our bedtime. Uh-huh. And so I could ride my bicycle over there. I couldn't afford to go in. It cost a buck and a quarter to to walk through the front gate if you didn't buy a ticket book. Uh, I didn't have that kind of money, but uh it's the original it's uh um i i know that place like the back of my hand and uh i mean they've changed a few things but uh it's i don't know it's just the original i like california adventure the only roller coaster i can ride anymore is uh it's not california screaming anymore it's the uh but anyway it's uh it's 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 smooth and fast, and yeah. it doesn't have any really hard turns. And I'm in my 70s, and uh, so Space Mountain's a little bit too intense for <laughs>
1: too me. Too much, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's unfortunate. I I Eileen always told me because my wife uh, grew up uh, in the LA area, not as close as you, but she she always tells me how you you used to go to Disneyland. You didn't buy a ticket to get into Disneyland. You just had. Had tickets, right? You had a ticket mm-hmm. book, and then you'd right. walk up to the ride and you'd show them a ticket, and, and you'd get to ride ride the ride. But there was no entrance fee. Uh, but I didn't realize until you just said it that you still had to buy the ticket book, right? You weren't weren't able to walk in if you didn't have a ticket book.
0: Well, and there was a general admission entrance. My uh, uh, my aunt Nellie used to uh, just. You know, walk through the front gate to go shopping.
1: Like if you didn't want to get the ticket book, you you could pay a yeah. fee. Oh, well, okay. yeah. and
0: they and they had ticket booths around the uh, it, it, you know, in the first iteration of Disneyland, there were ticket booths all uh-huh. over the place. Uh-huh. Uh, the uh, uh there's a uh, lighthouse by the uh, by the big whale uh, in Fantasyland. Mm-hmm. Uh, that used to be a ticket booth. Oh, no kidding! And so, huh. uh, if you ran out of e tickets. And you had seventy five cents, which I never did uh you, and you wanted to ride any ticket ride you could uh you could you could buy a ticket
1: how complex like can you imagine and it's, yeah. there's more people than ever now, but can you imagine them trying to do a ticket system now i like think it's it's hard <laughs> well, enough the way that it works now
0: well, I can remember my dad complaining that the uh the adult ticket books the the deluxe ticket books were thirty five dollars but uh from the late sixties to now. Ah, uh, the factors about the you know, inflation factor is approximately ten. So mm-hmm. that'd be three hundred fifty bucks, which yeah. is they're they're cheaper now.
1: <laughs> there you go. Yeah, price came down. <laughs> yeah. Uh fast
0: or slow zombies? Ah, uh, slow. I want to be able to get away.
1: You're you're in that camp. You're in the realistic yeah. camp of like I'm I'm imagining that these zombies are are real, and I don't want anything to do with them.
0: <laughs> right. Um, no, I I prefer uh, um. The, uh, oh, the Fox series or, or uh, AMC series, uh, Walking Dead, Walking Dead. Yeah. I, I prefer Walking Dead type zombies <laughs> that gotcha. they they have and, no cognition and they don't move very fast.
1: Yeah, but they but they can still be dangerous in sheer numbers. Even even
0: yeah yeah numbers man. always count. Yeah. I've learned that in D and D.
1: Savory or dessert crepes?
0: Absolutely dessert. Ah, man. I have a sweet tooth. Uh-huh. Yes.
1: Fruit, no, fruit or like, yeah, ch- or Nutella, yeah, chocolate. Yeah, yeah. gotcha. Uh, the 1950s or the 1990s, and oh, man. I, I, will give you a chance to think about that by explaining why I, I picked this to folks. Uh, when I was, when I was growing up, uh, everyone talked about how great the 50s were, even though. They weren't, but, you know, they were they were sort of mythologized as being this perfect time in America. And in the <clears throat> 90s, it felt to me like, oh, you know, things aren't perfect, but they're certainly better than they have been for a long time. Uh, and you having been alive in, in both, I, I'm curious. Uh, I, I know you were very small in the 50s, but uh, I, I was curious to hear your perspective between those.
0: Well, I was born in 49, so I have really nice memories of the 50s because, you know, I had no responsibilities. Yeah. Yeah, I hated school, but uh but yeah, I, I just mostly got to play. Uh I've been going through I had some old uh, film reels digitized a few years ago, uh quite a few years ago because on one of them I actually have some uh uh commentary from my dad and he died in 2014. Hmm. But uh, I've been going through some of those and cleaning them up and, uh, and posting them various places. And uh, we, we had a lot of fun back then. But uh, I think between the two, I, I I'd say I think I prefer the 90s. Because by that time, uh, I'd been married. Well, in, in 1990, I would have been married 10 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a little girl who was a lot of fun still is mm-hmm. she's 35 now yeah you know my life was pretty good okay and yeah. uh, that that was the period where i transitioned from working in test labs to getting more into you know doing uh uh software development and uh as i said i was a unix administrator and then it was in '95 that I moved over to Landronics and did tech support
1: oh, okay. for all yeah. that
0: time. So, so it was, uh, it, it was, it was a good time in my life.
1: Cool. Oh, that's a good answer. And 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 I wasn't sure which one you were going to pick, but uh, an, a, a a cool unexpected uh, reason for picking it. I, I like that quite a bit. When
0: well, I mean, there's a lot of bad stuff going on in the '50s, but I lived yeah. in Southern California, and I didn't know about what was going on. in Yeah. The South, well, especially you know? at that age, too. You're not. Yeah. Gonna, yeah. Be, be aware. Um,
1: right. When was your dad born?
0: 1927 in Denver, Colorado.
1: Okay. Cause my dad died in 2004. So 10 years before right. you were dad. Uh dad. I was, cu- I was curious how much of an age difference there was between them. My dad was born in 32. So five years, yeah. five years younger, uh, dogs or cats? Both actually currently. together. We <laughs>
0: Dogs uh, we and we, cats we, we've, we have had dogs and cats together. I mean, you yeah, know, I know a lot of people prove do. it. You can't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> at the moment, we're we're thinking in our retirement. We're nowhere near as rich as we thought we were going to be before 2007. Sure, but uh, we would like to do some traveling, and uh, it's it's easier to have a house hitter come in and take care of cats than than dogs in yeah, general it is. and we, we've we tend not to uh take them to kennels or anything like that because mm-hmm. that's pretty pretty hard on the animals my daughter is disabled uh so she's still living with us and uh, so she's going to be our built-in house sitter for a lot of it yeah so at the moment we just have cats all right we, we went through a period where i think in the course of about four years we lost four cats and two dogs and uh it was just so hard on us yeah that uh we decided we, we had two cats left and we decided we'd let attrition do its job and when the last of those two cats passed away about two years ago uh we had about six months of mourning and then we brought in two kittens yeah
1: a start, start afresh
0: good start afresh yes. yeah
1: uh audio or video
0: i like to watch video mm-hmm. i prefer to edit audio yeah
1: I I prefer hmm I prefer to get information from print to be honest from text yeah uh, but I think I prefer information between these two from video uh, than I do from audio but I, I I like to I like the form of audio like I like the the theater of the mind you can do with audio
0: well I almost always have music or a podcast or something going on while mm-hmm. I'm running around doing. You know, if it's something I really have to think about, it won't be a podcast, but I'm going to put on some instrumental music. Or if it's like golden oldies, like classic rock from the 60s and 70s, that it's just background noise for me. I don't have to listen to the lyrics because I know them so well.
1: Uh, A lot of Pink Floyd. (laughs) Which is almost instrumental at times, depending on the song, right? Uh, All right. Our last one, Hot or Cold.
0: Okay, I'm, I'm an engineer, so from an engineering standpoint, cold mm-hmm. should make more sense because yeah. you can always put on more clothes, but I'm a hot person. I, I, I like it hot out, uh, and you can only take off so many clothes before they arrest you. But There's uh, a limit
1: to how many clothes you can put on when it's cold. That's, that's true, true, too. You know, like well, I think there's a you Scandinavian <laughs> saying that
0: there's, uh, there's no such thing as bad weather, just bad clothes.
1: Uh-huh.
0: But uh, it's one of the reasons that uh, I've never been a skier my daughter loves to play in the snow. Uh, and I keep telling her if she'll buy me a four wheel drive, uh, four or something like that, that I will take her up to the snow. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, uh, um, I'm likely to stay in the car with the heater on. <laughs> I used to go hiking down near Palm Springs, uh, in like 110 degree weather at, at my age. Now I wouldn't do that. But you know, when I was in my fifties, yeah.
1: no, I'm the, I'm the same way. Um, in in the, uh, the this will make a lot of people laugh, but but you know what uh, temperature is relative. It's all about what what you're used to. Uh, but when the uh, when the first cold snap comes, uh, in even in Los Angeles, you know there's a, there's a temperature drop uh, at night uh, sometimes. I will be like, no way, I am not going out. I'm not going to go outside. It's too cold. But that day we had 117 degrees a couple of years ago. Remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I was like, I want to go outside. I want to, I want to feel what 117 degrees feels like. I I know, you know, I know I'm not going to stay out there. It would be dangerous to, you know, to, to stay out in it. But I, I, I wanted to experience the heat. I do not want to experience the cold. So I'm right there with you. Oh, no,
0: I, uh, I, I hate being cold. So even if I'm in really good, uh, clothing, if it's cold outside, I know there are times when I'm going to be cold. Yeah.
1: Uh well Gary thank you so much for 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 bringing up this word for for being willing to come and sit down and chat with me uh if folks want to get more of your wisdom your production what whatever you've got going on where should they go
0: well I don't know if you'd call it wisdom but I do write uh, a Substack on uh, an approximately weekly basis and uh, it's a senior geek dot sub stack.com all run together senior geek dot sub com. because i have the sub stack and i want to get it out as widely as possible i'm on not all but a lot of the socials as uh, at uh senior geek 49
1: senior geek 49 there you go
0: yeah the year yeah. i was born
1: the year now we know why it's 49 exactly right <laughs> well gary thank you again man it was a really good talk you're welcome you. Uh, thanks to our producer, Anthony Lamos. Thank you for listening to this show and telling your friends about it. You can get an ad-free version of this show and special bonus outtakes from this episode with ACAST+. Plus. Click on access exclusive content at awordpodcast.com and we'll have a word with you next time.
0: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods